in today's show, let's look ahead to Sunday's games. What I'm watching for and some streaming guys. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you for also making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. It's free and available on all platforms. All right, let's look ahead to Sunday's action. These are the things I'm watching for, the things that are important for fantasy and some streaming options. Let's get stuck straight into it. The Hornets and the Nets is the first game that we're going to take a look at. I want to see PJ Washington Jr. because the role for him in the first two games has been bad. He's been poor. If he continues to play 22, 23 minutes a night, I don't think that he's going to remain a hold. I am holding for now. But it's not looking promising. Now, last game was a little bit better. We saw Mason Plumley's minutes come down and PJs go up. But it's still not where it needs to be. So let's really pay attention to that. Let's also watch LaMelo Ball. Now, he's been awesome. Real shot that he can be a top 15 player this year. But he's also playing low minutes. Some foul trouble. Some good play by Ishmith. Is that a consistent thing? Or can we finally see him get over 30 minutes? That would be great. If he gets over 30 minutes, literally top 15, top 10 maybe? Probably not top 10, but... Really interested to see what his minutes look like. For the Nets, LaMarcus Aldridge, dreadful in game one. Excellent in game two. The reality, of course, is somewhere in the middle. But can he continually get more minutes than, say, Claxton and Griffin? This is why I looked at him as a last pick. You know, I was happy to drop him after game one. No problem with that. They've got a pretty good schedule coming up. He's an interesting stream. I don't think it's going to be as good as it was against Philadelphia, but it was at least encouraging to see him do that. And then Paddy Mills. Now, I've told you that Paddy Mills will not continue to be a 100% three-point shooter. After two games, I am wrong but I still am 100% correct. He will not be 100% three-point shooter the rest of the year. But let's watch his role. That's more important. Is it 30 minutes? Is it 24 minutes? Does Bruce Brown ever play? One of the more baffling rotation decisions to start the season to have Javon Carter and Paul Millsap and James Johnson out there over Bruce Brown. Nonsense from Steve Nash, but it's helping Paddy Mills and his overall value. So let's see how that looks. Magic in the Knicks. I want to watch Franz Wagner. Really, look, he had a shit preseason. He'd be really good in the first two regular season games. For now, I do think he's a 12-team league guy. When Isaac and Akiki return, it'll be probably a little bit harder, but or even Harris. But there's still an opportunity for how well he's playing, for how much they invested in him as a top 10 pick. They'll try and get him some minutes. And then Cole Anthony. Been bad, right? I don't think that Cole is going to remain a starter when Harris returns. And he definitely won't win Fultz returns. But can he do something that's a positive? It's been pretty poor the first two games. For the Knicks, been a little bit worrying with um, with Kemba Walker. Haven't played this sound enough. Hello. Um, they killed the Magic in the last game. There's a chance of that happening again. And looks like Tom Thibodeau, amazingly, is going to use some common sense minutes rotations with him. We're not dropping Kemba, of course, but I want to see how that looks. While Emmanuel quickly played like seven minutes in a double overtime game to start the year. 
played 17 in that game against the Knicks, against the Magic. He scored well. I don't think there's a large enough role long-term, but let's just keep an eye on how uh, on how quickly he looks in this game because it is important for his long-term dynasty value as well. The Celtics and the Rockets. Al Horford blocked like five shots in that game against the Raptors, and he looked pretty good. To me, he's a must-roster player across all leagues. I think he will continue to start next to the Rock DJ, Robbie Williams, and he looked pretty good. And Jalen Brown, 46 points in 46 minutes opening night, nine points and a sore knee in game two. It's not the direction you want things to go, is it, JB? JB, you've done it again. I'm more curious as to whether he plays. And if he doesn't play, is that Langford who starts? Where does Neesmith fit in? Josh Richardson? What does that mean for that rotation? Well, for the Rockets, the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, like so many players, terrible game one, excellent game two. Game two was against the Thunder. Can he back up with a decent game against Boston? He's fine. I think he's a low upside player. He's fine in 12-team leagues. While the crucifix Christian Wood was also terrible in game one, but he was excellent in game two. We really want to watch his free throws, but he was able to score it. We all get really good blocks against the Thunder as well. And that's something, if you can do it against the Celtics, I feel a little bit more confident about where his, um, about where his value lies for, uh, for the rest of the season. Not 100% convinced, but a little bit more confident with it. Guys, McDonald's. He's been around since 1965, proudly serving communities, and they're proudly sponsoring Locked On Fantasy Basketball. It's always been a place, more than just a place, to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. We all have these memories of going to Macca's, whether it is going after a sporting event, going for a birthday party, going for a, a catch-up. We know that they've got their dependable Wi-Fi that you can go in there and use, whether you need to get somewhere to do some work, get your um, get your soft-serve cones. Did you guys have this in America, the soft-serve cones? 30 cents for a cone? Mate, the one of the best things ever. We all have these great memories of McDonald's and they have always been a central part of our community. So why don't you head to a local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. <sighs> I am loving it. All right, let's, uh, let's go on to the next game. It is the Sixers and the Thunder. This could be a bloodbath, but I do not expect... Joel Embiid to play. He's banged up with a sore knee. It's against the Thunder. Andre Drummond is also listed as doubtful. So I want to see what happens with Paul Reed. There is a decent chance that Paul Reed starts and puts up huge numbers. Even if he doesn't start, he's at least going to be a rotation player with Drummond or Embiid out and maybe both. Seth Curry was excellent against the Nets. He can be a really solid scoring option with some good threes. I don't know if he's too much more than that. That can have some value, but I think upside for him is pretty low. But let's see what he's able to do against the Thunder. Well, the Thunder, two guys who are obviously causing us gigantic concern. Josh Giddy, terrible in the first two games. You know, they benched him after about four minutes in that third quarter uh, against the Rockets. I don't think he's going to have that much of an easier time. Tyrese Maxey might be okay for him to go up against. I just want to see him get 30 minutes. Give me eight, eight, and eight. Eight, seven, and six. Something like that to give a little bit more faith. I am still holding Giddy. Well, Gildas Alexander's been bad as well. He's not a top 200 player so far. He's pressing on offense. His shooting percentages are way down. And one of the big appeals of Shea was how high his efficiency was taking that usage up. And it has not happened. It's a massive buy low opportunity. But of course, we are a little bit worried of how bad this team is. And Shea might be you're getting limited in blowouts. He might be in a situation where you know, he has to sit games or he's just going to press so much because no one else can do anything offensively. There are some worries there for sure. The Warriors and the Kings. Nemanja Bielitz, a good in game one, bad in game two. Is he a must-roster player? No. But for now, there is enough value to at least use him on this Sunday. So let's see how they utilize him. And I'm really curious to see about the swimmer, Jordan Poole. 
benched down the stretch so Damian Lee can close out games. 25 minutes only in the first two games. Shooting percentages are poor. He is a clear hold. He is a clear hold, but that minutes distribution is definitely worrying. For the Kings, I want to see Davion Mitchell and what his role is. Now, Fox had a banged up shoulder last game. There's a chance that he can miss. Mo Harkless could miss as well. So can Mitchell, who's averaging or shooting 14% from the field, can he start to do anything to justify being rostered in as many leagues as he is, which is far too many? While the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Barnesy has been on fire to start this season. It will cool off. Maybe a bit of a sell high. But I just want to see. Like The thing that's most encouraging to me here about Harrison Barnes is the way that he is just taking shots like he used to be really quite passive but now the ball's in his hands he's like, oh, I'm getting it off All right shots going up and that's awesome that's really really good to see um and it's yeah obviously resulting in pretty good things so far for Sacramento the last game of the day is the Grizzlies and the Lakers Stephen Adams this is a back-to-back for the Grizzlies the only team with a back-to-back on Saturday Sunday so how does Adams perform this is being recorded before the Grizzlies game on Saturday and then Kyle Anderson what is his role because if he's playing 20 minutes a night which is going to get hurt even more when Dylan Brooks comes back. There's, I don't think there's much point in holding on to him. His first game was really, really solid, but let's see how he looks against the Lakers. Well, for the Lakers, do they continue to start DeAndre Jordan? It's been a disaster. Their whole team's been a disaster so far. Will they continue to persist with this nonsense of starting DeAndre Jordan and playing him 12 minutes? 12 minutes, you can say it's only 12 minutes. It's 12 minutes too many. He should not play at all. And it's gumming up everything for the players. And then what about Russell Westbrook, who was atrocious from the free throw line in game two? He did play better. He attacked more. He got some more rebounds and some more assists. He's not going to be the same player he was the last two years. I don't think we should have any, or even last year, um, have any um, delusions about that. But yeah, he showed some positive signs yesterday. And let's see how we... I also want to watch Anthony Davis, whose rebound rate has been pretty high over the first two games, which is encouraging. We were a little bit worried about where that sat with... um, uh, with Davis, with the addition of Westbrook. If we look at streamers in nine category leagues, these are some guys who are available in over 50% of advanced formats. Paul Reed, again, real big opportunity for him. Cole Anthony, LaMarcus Aldridge, Franz Wagner, Danny Green, if you're looking for some threes and steals. Damian Lee, who's playing 30 minutes a night at the moment. Daniel Tice, although I don't feel super confident about that one. And Kent Bazemore as well. And if you go on to deeper formats, we're looking at Reed, Lee, Bazemore. They're all rostered in under 10% of leagues. Rajon Rondo, some nice assist numbers. Blake Griffin, Obi Toppin, with the uncertainty with Noel and Gibson. Joshy Richardson, real opportunity for him if Jason, uh, Jason Brown, if Jalen Brown is out. And then Andre Iguodala, who's getting 24 minutes a night for the Golden State Warriors. And if we look at points league streamers, these are available in over 50% of Yahoo leagues. Cole Anthony, Kelly Oubre, Paul Reed, Franz Wagner, Darius Baisley, Daniel Tice, Nick Claxton, and Blake Griffin. Those guys head the list for me heading into um, heading into those games on Sunday. Before I go, I've got to quickly tell you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Don't forget, Built Bar comes in amazing flavors. Orange, strawberry, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, cookies and cream, coconut, all of those flavors, but they're also healthy. Four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs, 130 to 180 calories, and 17 to 18 grams of protein per bar for Built Bars. Get them now. 15% off by using the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Guys, That'll do it for today's show. There'll be a waiver wire show coming tomorrow. There'll be a pregame show coming tomorrow. There'll be a what to watch for show coming tomorrow. And there'll be a recap show coming tomorrow. It's all coming back. So be excited about all that stuff happening, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.